Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of good stuff. It was very fun. And everybody liked my piece, so of course sure. I had a good time. <laughs> PC resistance. Well, yes. I just I just saw the visual. What was it? So I did like um a creature from the Black Lagoon, but kind of like gender swapped. So instead of like a mysterious sexual guy, fish guy, she was like a you know, a thirsty bitch at the <laughs> bar with her human girlfriends. Wow. Trying to get some man. <laughs> and it was really sounds, fun. Yeah. I made slime out of aloe vera gel and I put it in my purse and I reached in my purse and slime came out every time. Yeah. It was very well thought out, okay? Sure. No. Obviously. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Welcome to the Stab Show. We're dressed as a 10-year-old podcast this year, the scariest thing we could think of. Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist likes big butts but is entirely capable of lying. He's an amazing musician, writer, and performer, Eric Barger. Our second, our, our second panelist pours oat milk over her almond milk on top of a full pound of butter. She's a producer of Scene Kids. It's Michelle Petro. Everything in moderation. <laughs> and our third panelist won't say boo when she's a ghost because she likes to build people up and not tear them down. She's an outstanding performer and stab show favorite. It's Molly Doan. Lies, lies. <laughs> Just about the building people up. Woo. Everything else is true. <laughs> and I'm your host, Jesse Jones. Keep out. Dead inside. This is Stab, everyone. And hey, just a weekly reminder that if you're in the very direct downtown area of Sacramento, California, Saturday nights at 11 p.m., you can hear episodes of this show on the best goddamn radio station in the entire fucking world, Cuts FM 103.1, or an also very good .org, Cuts FM. .org. Enjoy low-power terrestrial radio with your friends at Stab. Now, let's meet tonight's panel, Eric Barker. What's up? Hey there, buddy. Hi. How are you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I'm doing just great. Molly and I are going to go pick out some pumpkins tomorrow, Ooh. which is uh, uh, sickeningly cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's sickening. sickening. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, hey, I got a new job doing uh, fire safety assemblies for elementary schools. So Really? Uh, yeah. He's really good at it. Wow. I'm really good at it. I'm known as Inspector Danger. And, uh, you know, wow. I, I talk about fire gets so big so quickly. I didn't know we had Ex Inspector Danger on tonight. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, yeah. It's pretty huge. That's a big get. Yeah. <laughs> So Eric okay. is, is teaching fire safety assemblies to, is it elementary, middle, what? Yeah, elementary, elementary schools, middle schools. I did one eighth grade class and they scared the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the middle school is the worst. That's, it's just animals. It's just, <laughs> yeah. We all remember what we were in middle school, right? Tornadoes. That's atrocious. It's just. Puberty. Ugh. Yeah. The worst one time, time I 
uh, in middle school, I told, I made people say how much money they would give me to jump in the trash. And nobody <laughs> said they would, some people said like a few dollars and I jumped in the trash. And it was, so I jumped in the garbage for like $3. Sure. Yeah. So that's, that's middle school me. <laughs> some middle schoolers natural Still doing state. the same thing. Still doing the same thing. Well, awesome, Eric. Happy to have you. I'm Inspector Danger, you trash uh, boy. Myself here as well. <laughs> Michelle. Hi. Hi there. Hi. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. Guests Hi. in the audience. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Michelle, how is things? Things are good. Yeah. I'm really excited about the next scene kids we have yes. coming up on the 12th. Perfect, perfect time to advertise. <laughs> it's not like I planned that. Because um, <laughs> like, everything else in my life is very mundane. So yes. like, I'm excited about scene kids. It's mm -hmm. just so I do here. Scene kids? Second, Michelle? Yeah. What, what's that show about? <laughs> well, you know, um, I get actors to memorize scenes. And then I pair them with improvisers. And they don't know the scene at all. And they just make up whatever based yeah. off of the actor's lines. It's real fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so we have a fun theme <laughs> for that night. It'll be a surprise, but you'll probably figure it out right away if you come. Always yeah. fun. One of yeah. the most popular shows. Oh, around. and I don't oh, have shit. a boot anymore. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, wow. I, I had Achilles Blood. surgery in June, and I'm officially out of my boot. <laughs> Go me. Yeah. I'm slightly more <laughs> mobile. Yeah. Woo. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Because I heard it twice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a long <laughs> freaking recovery Ugh. to start with. Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome back. There may be a part of my first prompt that's triggering to you, so sorry. Uh-oh. That's <laughs> fine. I'm glad I, you gave me a trigger warning. That's good. It's helpful. It's nice. Yeah, very thoughtful. They are of very thoughtful. <laughs> it makes it a safe space for us all now. Well, that we always, know that. always happy to have you, Michelle. Uh, Thanks. We almost exclusively have you in this this family setup with you and Eric and it's, Molly nowadays. It's true. It's in my rider. Yeah. Your yeah, last I couple have shows. To be paired with Eric and Molly <laughs> for a stab show yeah. specifically. Yeah. There's a few episodes of so this. So I'm glad we could. Again, accidentally make this work out yeah. and have the three of you together. <laughs> uh, thank you, Michelle. Molly Doan. Yeah. Hi there. How are, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for getting me on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I always want you around here. And it's just, I don't know why you're not here more often, frankly. It's probably me. It's probably me. I would yeah. say it's probably me. But thanks for bumping my stab arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and Tyler. Not in oh. a bad way. I always, just always see him as competition. Oh, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. You wanna... He's a fun guy, though, in his weird little basement and his little overalls. <laughs> He's got a different basement now. Um, <laughs> Molly, you're back to doing shows down there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm still kind of freaked about COVID. Sure. I really don't want to get it um, again. Yeah. So I'm a little picky and choosy, but I am doing some now, and um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, what's the team that you're on down there? Uh, I'm on the character team at uh, UCB, at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, we're called Costello. Oh. We perform, I think, the third Tuesday of the month. My next show's on the 15th, so okay. yeah. So it's very, very fun, and um, yeah, it's nice to perform live again i yeah. suppose <laughs> well yeah i don't know there's pros and cons yeah uh, the jury's still out 
Well, always happy to have you. I'll try and make sure I bug you as soon as the show's over to get you on the next one because I need people. My goodness, why not? Yeah, that's, why that's not? the way it should go. <laughs> All right, now that we're through the intros and the pre-shows, and we were just waiting for you guys. Now, let's start the show properly. <laughs> All right, segment one, reorganization. Uh, based on how much I keep hearing about the legitimacy of the term fun size lately, it must be Halloween season. Now, uh, or not, not a big favorite of mine, and I, uh, <laughs> I, I can so generally... You did all the prompts in a Halloween way then. Well, because I, I, I'm getting to it. <laughs> I, assumed oh, you guys might, I assumed you guys might care. But yeah, I can generally give Halloween a big old skip, but I guess we have to address it somehow. And boy, do we touch on that sexy <laughs> occupational uniform that isn't normally sexy except this one day of the year in this episode. And reorganization is not immune. So uh, how about cackle? I don't think that's actually an acronym, but it's very close to crackle, Stab's favorite streaming service, <laughs> which can sign the Stab show for a gosh darn song. Give us three seasons, crackle. The best, cheapest programming you can, you can buy. Anyway... How about you all tell me what else, or what at all, C-R-A-C-K-L-E might stand for or represent to you? Normally I have like actual acronyms, but say it's CACL. I don't know. And uh, I checked. It's not a real acronym. I didn't think it was. I Googled it. All right. So now they're going to give us their three takes on CACL, what that can stand for. Uh, but you got it. I don't have to dump it down for you guys. You're an intelligent looking audience. Uh, <laughs> Eric. Don't scare them away, no, Jesse. No, they're good. You guys are going to get this. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear your C-A-C-K-L-E. All right. <clears throat> wow. Being a kid sure is great, huh? But what's the one thing that kind of stinks about being a kid? Inheriting a burning world. Our social development has been stunted by years of isolation. No, shut up. The worst part of being a kid is that you can't watch horror movies. <laughs> but don't worry, kids. I've adapted classic horror stories into children's books so you can enjoy them. This first one is an adaptation of my favorite horror movie, Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. But it's for kids. <laughs> And it's called, Can a Cat Kill Little Eric? <laughs> there, there, was, there was a boy named Eric who was very little. He loved to play, and he loved to eat Skittles. Every day he played outside of his home with his pet kitty, who was named Meow Jones. Meow Jones ran in the street to chase a big duck, and Meow Jones was flattened by a big truck. Oh no, shouted Eric, I do not like that. You once were round and plump, and now you are flat. But Eric remembered, my cat can revive, for behind my backyard is a Native American burial site. But then his dumb neighbor stepped out on the lawn. He was an ugly old hick, and his name was John. John said, Eric, you need to be aware. Stay over here. Don't go over there. You can revive your cat. Yes, you do have the power. But like the Skittles you like, the ground is sour. So, Eric, please don't take a cat or a hound over to the Micmac burial ground. <laughs> Shut up, nerd, said Eric, and quick as a fiddle, he ran to the Micmac burial ground, munching on Skittles. 
he buried his cat and then hurried to bed, hoping Meow Jones would return from the dead. Eric rose the next morning, ready for games, and he saw his cat, but his cat wasn't the same. His fur was all mangy, he had an awful smell, and instead of meow, he said, Your mother sucks cocks in hell! <laughs> oh no, said Eric, I do not like that. My cat came back, but it came back as a brat! So Eric ran away, into his homestead, but he didn't know Meow Jones had gone under the bed. And while Eric hid, crying and trembling, Meow Jones sliced open Eric's Achilles tendon. <laughs> oh no, said Eric, I do not like that. Without my Achilles tendon, I can't grow up to be an acrobat. The neighbor John burst in, giving Eric a scare. And John said, you shouldn't have gone over there. Then he grabbed a grenade, and so quick it was thrown into the mouth of the cat Meow Jones. <laughs> the cat exploded. Everyone was covered in guts. The only thing left was a freestanding butt. And though they were covered in blood, guts, and spittle, Eric and John celebrated by munching on Skittles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Glad we got the unabridged version. <laughs> <laughs> A perfect way to introduce brand new <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Can a cat kill little Eric? Uh, no, but they can cut short their acrobatic career. They Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, yeah, one would assume definitely. you have a C-A-C-K-L-E. Let's hear what it's about. All right. <laughs> oh, that's a ringing endorsement. Kids. We're off to a flying start. It's off to a flying start. All that's right. right. Okay, good. Flying start. Hmm. I don't know. Kids, man, they never take anything seriously. Next time your kid starts whining in the back seat over whose elbows encroaching on whose territory, or when they start laughing at you because you're getting so frustrated at them because they never clean up their toys when they're supposed to, and uh, it reminds them. Um, that their childish actions have, and like, no matter what you do about reminding them that their childish actions mm -hmm. have consequences, they just, you know, like, make you feel small and unimportant, even though you're, you gave birth to them. I don't have personal experience with this, but this is how favorite parents feel. Sure. We are going through what scientists have called the next major extinction event, and every time a child acts childish, another little animal gets put on the extinction list. This is real okay. meta data facts. <laughs> okay. um, this time it's cackle mm -hmm. that's on the list. Um, well, that we call the phenomenon actually uh, cack. Mm -hmm. And then this time it's cackle, <laughs> which is children acting childish kills lemurs extinct. Oh, no. Not oh, no. <laughs> so if you want to donate to my Venmo, we can start at sta at Stab Comedy. Mm -hmm. um, we can start. You can start uh, helping us save lemurs by um, putting children into um, a more serious uh, <laughs> frame of mind. I'll okay. stop. Uh, cackle. Children <laughs> acting childish kills lemurs extinct. All right. All right. Man. Kids can't be kids. You guys Not all right out there? Going. Everything fine? Us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just scooching this so I can read 
my no. stuff. No, it's just the, the noise mic. coming from the lobby. I was bumping the mic? <laughs> you were bumping the mic. I didn't realize I was. Eric put us off mute, and then apparently I bumped the mic. <laughs> I put us on mute because you were bumping the mic. Oh, there's still <laughs> so much domestic happening. Uh, <laughs> Molly, hi there. What's good, that? Good to see you. Um, Cackle, C-A-C-K-L-E. What do you have in way of that? Okay, this is for... Shout out to the fans of Tales from the Crypt, because this is a little bit of an homage to that. All right. All right. right. Hello, loyals, ghouls, and non-biased scaries. Welcome to Anecdotes from the Catacombs. It's kind of like Tales from the Crypt, but uh, way better and scarier. My name isn't the Crypt Keeper, but something more heinous. The Catacomb Custodian. (laughs) Today's anecdote from the Catacomb is a good one. I call it Kissed by a Rodent. It's about a horrific beast that terrorizes the small Midwestern town of Tardivo, Michigan. But this beast does not kill. It does something far wetter, which sounds good to me. (laughs) The 16-foot-tall beast has giant human breasts a capybara's head and body, and the insatiable desire to French kiss. And thus the townspeople named her Rebecca the Capybara. In fact, Rebecca the Capybara moved around so quickly, the Tardivians had to come up with an easy alarm system to warn each other to get inside away from the beast. So they would cackle, which stood for Crap! A capybara keeps lip-licking everyone. Most of the Tardivians heeded the cackle calls. That is, until one night a group of teens went to the top of Makeout Mountain to kiss and do hand stuff. Rebecca the capybara attacked the town square and Frenched ten people. The mayor sent off the cackle alarm that could be heard from the top of Makeout Mountain, but the teens ignored it because the boys all wanted to get their wieners touched, and the girls all wanted to be dryly fingered. Well, they should have listened to the cackle alarm, because not five minutes later, Rebecca the capybara made her way to Makeout Mountain and started Frenching all the boys. Tommy... Jonathan, and even Ben, the quarterback from the football team. Those boys were never seen again as they enjoyed Frenching and spit-swapping so much that they became Rebecca the Capybara's brother-husbands, a fate that could have been avoided if they had listened to cackle. Crap! A capybara keeps lip-licking everyone. Happy Halloween! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Happy Halloween! In the catacombs! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Two new entries into the uh, just tales of Halloween horror. <laughs> uh, yeah. Three. You didn't count Three. mine. Well, those were like sp- specific tales. Yours is just a, a cautionary tale about the exuberance of young children. And Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and let's move on. I'm ready to move on. I've already moved on. Okay. Sorry. I take that. uh, See, now I feel bad. Now now I think I... No, absolutely not. I'm actually really indifferent to the whole thing. I just want to go on to the next segment now. Now when you say it like that, no matter how much you protest, it feels like... Okay. Segment two. (laughs) 
<laughs> bathroom wall. Bathrooms. They're where we do our unmentionables. We make yuck in places that if we ever ran into them in the real world, when we did not normally want to take our pants off of them, it would be disgusting. In bathroom wall, you're asked to give us three items you might find carved, drawn, or scribbled on the bathroom walls of a public restroom in an abstract concept. Today's bathroom wall, Halloween. Guys, I really phoned it in. If the concept of Halloween, however you interpret that, had a public bathroom, what would you find etched or scrawled on its walls? Uh, Eric Barger, your first Halloween bathroom piece. All right. Um, well, Jesse, as you probably know, mm -hmm. uh, probably. a lot of times in a bathroom <laughs> in a bathroom stall, sometimes people can get creative, yes. and they'll write a little. Uh, it's the entire uh, basis of this prompt. Yes, Eric. Yes. Limerick or something <laughs> of the sort about what they're doing inside the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I went into the Halloween bathroom, and this is what I found. Okay. <laughs> Boys and girls of every age, would you like to see what my butt made? Take a look under the seat and see a mess of poop and pee. This is poop and pee. This is poop and pee. Plug your nose, because it really smells. This is poop and pee. This is poop and pee yellow liquid and brown gel in this town we make brown it comes out squishy and it makes this sound uh-huh uh-huh that's longer than a limerick eric it's a whole door yeah it's <laughs> in this town we make brown i can't believe there are live audiences yeah no and watching them uh react to to your nonsense is uh <laughs> <laughs> this is poop and pee. All right. Okay. It's catchy. <sighs> it gets worse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, let's yeah. continue with uh, the road that I've, sure I've driven us down. Your first Halloween bathroom it's, uh, item. It's clearly scratched in with fingernails, uh, and it just says, Dracula is a slut. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be... An entire production. <laughs> you get your point across. Dracula. <laughs> See? Everyone knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula wrote it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a self-image problem. Uh, Molly, your first bathroom wall item in uh, the bathroom of Halloween. Great. Um, so it says candy corn sucks, mm -hmm. but sucks is crossed out and... Cool is written underneath, mm -hmm. but it's crossed out. And under that, it says awesome, and it's crossed out. And under that, it says gay, and then it's crossed out. And then it says, under that, it says happy, and then it's crossed out. And then under that, it says Beyonce. <laughs> Candy corn is Beyonce. I feel like those, those cross outs, they always end on a surprise. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go in a direction that you wouldn't expect. The candy corn might be. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. Oh, let's hear verse number two. <laughs> or something completely different for your second bathroom wall. Well, you know, Jesse, sometimes <laughs> when you get a creative in a bathroom, they'll make a little limerick or a song mm -hmm. about what they're doing in yeah. there. And so I went into the Halloween bathroom and I saw this. Uh -huh. 
It's piss. It's piss. It's coming out my hole. It's piss. It's filling up the bowl. It's piss. People asking when they see my wiener, what's coming out your urethra? Man, it's piss. Trombone noises. It's piss. It's piss. It's coming out my dong. It's piss. My stream is slowing long. It's piss. People asking, what is that? I can't tell. It positively can't be brown gel. It's piss. All right. You need to check your intestines out. It yeah. should not be jelly. Should not be brown gel. Should brown gel. <laughs> Everybody here agrees. Should not be gel. <laughs> not gelatinous. <laughs> we should stick to the liquid. There should not be a solid. Uh, Michelle, please help us get through the bathroom wall. Absolutely. Uh, this piece. one's actually in Sharpie. Mm-hmm. It's a little more permanent. Uh, well, I guess not if uh, well, fingernail at- scratching. I don't know. But yeah. this is Sharpie. Um, and it just says, for a good time, call 372-852-789, which we all know spells out Dracula sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Was this, I, I'm, I don't want to know if this was also by Dracula, because I don't need that. I, we're, we're here in a happy yeah. time. We don't need somebody just really putting themselves down. Mm. You got you to gotta build yourself up, Dracula. Nosferatu wrote that one. Okay. They're different? All right. Uh, <laughs> Molly, hey there. How about your second Halloween bathroom thingamawoozit? <laughs> <clears throat> Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'm not wearing underwear because I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. You don't want you those can't still shit on. In your underwear. You don't want those still on while you're doing that. You don't. Yeah. Then and you wind up. People don't tell you that. You have something you have to learn for yourself. You learn for yourself. <laughs> if you don't take those down, then you wind up in the third verse of Eric's song. Uh, <laughs> Eric, let's get your last bathroom item in we Halloween. You know, Jesse, sometimes when you get a creative in a bathroom, really? you get a little limerick or a song about what uh-huh. they're doing in there. So I found this in the Halloween bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, you did this to yourself. You, it's you. <laughs> okay. I wiped my ass. <laughs> I wiped my monster ass. I wiped my ass. After the brown gel I passed, I wiped my ass. I threw the wipe in the trash. I wiped my ass. I wiped my monster ass. Oh. I thought thought that was an um, because I have several questions. Um, Still, still brown gel. That's not not how I would describe it. If that's what it's... That's a warning from your bowels. You need... Look it up. Uh, check, Check the color chart. You'll see what's going on. I'm pretty uh, sure they say that your poop should be clear. <laughs> you know what? I'm no doctor. Uh, and also, <laughs> why did he throw the wipe in the trash? That's not where that goes. Uh, unless it's an, a it's flushable the wipe. They're, flushable wipes are not flushable, everybody. That's right. what he's referring to. Okay. All I right. don't know from experience. Fine. But, um. Fine. I'm in the wrong. Usually am. Michelle, you're third of three Halloween bathroom items. Right. Yes. Um, third of three. So uh, as you are exiting the bathroom, um, there's a bowl of candy and 
there's a sign that says take one, but the um, take one is crossed out and written in above it that says Dracula drinks come not blood. <laughs> <sighs> Poor Dracula. He was taking a beating this season. You shouldn't have done what he did. He knows what it was. Well, all right. Wow. There's a whole lore there that I didn't even we hadn't even unpacked. Molly <laughs> let's yeah. get us out of the bathroom with your third piece. Great. All right, um, it says, IDK, what you heard, but the headless horseman actually does give good head, and a girl that he gave head to is writing this, and it's not the headless horseman writing this, <laughs> even though he does give good head. So don't believe it when all the girls say his head is bad, when it's not, and this is actually a group of hot ladies writing this, and not the headless horseman, even though he gives good head, because that's just the kind of guy he is. The guy that gives good head and not bad head. And this isn't him because he's probably out giving good head because that's Bob. just what he does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why people think that's a headless horseman. Clearly, he wouldn't write that. He doesn't even know that that's on there. He would be flattered yeah. if he came in here and saw, because that's very nice that that's getting around. But who? he wouldn't say that. Segment three. Yeah. He's not the type of guy. No. <laughs> Segment three, it's campaign trail. What's scarier than Halloween? The American political system! Now, <laughs> now there's some real creeps and monsters. Now, just like Halloween, you get to pretend to be a vile, loathsome creep and or monster in campaign trail, where you will fight for the hearts and minds of voters as you give us a campaign speech from the following candidate vying for your support in their pursuit of a particular office, post, or platform. Molly, oh yeah, that's right, I switched these up. Uh, so so that uh, you wouldn't have so people wouldn't have to follow Eric's because you know I I lobbed it in there for him. Molly Doan. Oh, am I up? You are. You are. <gasps> wow. Let's okay. Get you first. I wasn't ready for this. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course I am. I wrote my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, let's hear your campaign speech. You are a mixed vegetable party tray, running for a spot on a Halloween party potluck table. All right. Make sure my cam angle is good. Can you see me in the little box? We got you. Great, because this podcast needs to see me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, great. Hi, everyone, and happy Halloween. I am a mixed veggie tray, <laughs> a.k.a. crudite. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if anyone knew this about me, but I love Halloween, and I also have carrot sticks. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of you don't see me as the first choice for a Halloween party potluck table or the second choice or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh through 100. But guess what? I always show up to the party. <laughs> really nothing you can do about it. I'm always there. Who brings me? Well, no one ever knows, but I'm always there. So it only makes sense that you vote me to have a prominent position on the Halloween potluck party table. I can see a lot of you Halloween snacks are looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> you know what? I get it. Maybe I'm not the spookiest. Maybe I'm no mummy pigs in a blanket. Maybe I'm no spooky spider snickerdoodle. <laughs> but I tell you what is spookier than celery. Celery. I read my line wrong. But I ask you, what is spookier? <laughs> What's the spookiest thing? Celery. It was so scary I couldn't even read. What's scarier... Let me ask you this. What's scarier than a wedge of radish? Okay. What is more spine chilling than not three, but one type of bell pepper? Oof. 
You all are making me scared of myself. I'm sorry if I scared any of the snacks here. Speaking of, there are a lot of great snacks here. It is truly a dream come true being here with some great snacks. I mean, caramel apples, Frankenstein pretzels, pumpkin pie wontons, graveyard enchilada dip. All snacks that are popular and quickly eaten throughout the night. You know what happens to me? Not touched, thrown away, fed to the dogs. Maybe my olives get fingered by someone's weird son, but I always <laughs> go so uneaten. Over a billion mixed veggie trays have not been eaten and they have been thrown away. That's one mixed veggie tray trashed every time a mixed veggie tray has been bought. Okay? But you all can give me a chance at being eaten. I mean, who wouldn't want a raw piece of cauliflower? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I don't want your sympathy, witch finger cookies. You're always eaten. And your fingers. I mean, even candy corn gets eaten more than me because I guess they're ironic now. Even the Halloween ghost peeps get eaten more than me. That's a candy for Easter, not Halloween. I don't know why they're here. You know, maybe, maybe some of you think I'm too square and too prudish for a festive Halloween table, even though I do <laughs> have carrot sticks. But I'll tell you what, even though I always look really boring and lame, I have made mistakes. Okay, I've gone there. Had a baby corn out of wedlock. Had grapes with ranch dressing. Hell, I killed a man. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't get a spot on the Halloween party potluck party table. And with your vote, I can make that happen. With your vote, we can all witness someone biting into a hard broccoli florette dipped in either really watery or really way too thick ranch dressing. Chew on it look disappointed and throw the rest away that's why you should vote mixed vegetable tray because crudite is the way for halloween <laughs> thank you molly thank you impassioned plea that no one will listen to uh <laughs> does anybody like those i don't I, they, they're always I want, there i want to yeah you guys yeah you kind of like yeah I, the alternative? I pity eat vegetable trays. <laughs> I'll eat anything in the trash worse. can, so I'll eat anything. But um, you just bring chips. Yeah. <laughs> I brought napkins, guys. Don't blame the veggie tray on me. Um, napkins and cups. Boom, boom. You're taken care of. I don't know why it's southern. Um, <laughs> Michelle. Hey. Yeah, hey. This is Woo. the. We get to step away. We get to breathe from from Halloween for a second, unless. Unless you didn't. Uh, Michelle, you are a rusty hamster cage. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, running for mayor of an estate sale. And I did put it in quotes. Mm -hmm. So you take that however you'd like. Yeah. I want to thank you for giving me this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I meant that in a sincere way. I've been having a hard time gauging that tonight. <laughs> I want to thank you all for gathering here tonight. The eve of what will be Ethel Jones's estate sale to listen to me before we vote on mayor of a state sale tomorrow at dawn. Mm. I have a couple points that I think clearly state. Now, I obviously don't want to take your time. We do have a very long day tomorrow. Um, so I just want to make three points, and we'll be on our way. Um, <clears throat> one is that I'm, as for why I'm your best vote for mm -hmm. mayor. 
Uh, I will not be purchased, as I am basically a hunk of unusable garbage that will be left out for trash collectors. Now, this means that I will be able to make the tough decisions that Ethel Jones's things would need to make up until the 11th hour, when nothing's left but me and her QVC outfits. <laughs> I am the longest remaining fully intact. I see you hammock parts. <laughs> I'm the f longest remaining fully intact object on this property. I have the most experience under this roof and out in the yard when I spent 12 years in the side yard being staged to be put in the dumpster but never actually made it in any of the trash pickup days. Now my opponent Pyrex, the eight by, eight by 11 casserole, they'll have you think that their record is as transparent at their, as their glassy walls. And frankly, that is insulting to all of our intelligence. Okay, we as material items, all beloved by Ethel, but mean nothing to her loved ones, deserve a mayor who is experienced with long hours of working overtime spinning the wheel of democracy. A mayor shouldn't need to be nested between bubble wrap to not possibly shatter if it were dropped from midway up a human body. <laughs> I, I can tell you with full honesty that I've fallen over a five, off of a five-foot-tall bureau, and I did not bear a scratch, and that was when I was used as book storage. Now, I want you all to imagine for a moment <laughs> How tomorrow's estate sale will go when I'm mayor. The sounds of my wheel. Now close your eyes, really. Close your eyes and think about this. The sounds of my wheel slightly squeaking against the low murmur of the elderly thrifters and collectors roaming the rooms and halls of this grand estate. You feel safe and ready to begin again in a new home. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to thank you all for being a part of democracy tonight <laughs> and tomorrow as we vote for our final mayor of Ethel Jones's things. Thank you, everybody. Good night. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> vote powerful. for Hamster Wheel Cage. It's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. And then there's pregnant pause. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a pregnant pause, Eric. We turned into an ASMR stream for a second. <laughs> that was full on hamster squeak. And then uh and then some of the uh the the, 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 the movie night. Uh, oh, in the that's backyard what that is. It's through. the it's the the low yeah. murmurs of the folks at the estate yeah. sale. Yeah. It's I manifested that. That's yeah. not something that's actually also <laughs> We're all hearing that, right? We're all oh god. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, it's a socialist, uh, Sacramento Socialist Party, guys, so, uh, uh, uh Thanks for choosing <laughs> Stab instead. Yeah, yeah. You could be watching a, a movie back there about the terrible homeless conditions. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. I thought it would just be like a, no. like a Halloween Town <laughs> movie no. night or something. No, they, the Democratic Socialists come hard all the time. I appreciate uh, that. I respect that. <laughs> Uh, Eric, we switched you around specifically for a reason, uh, <laughs> so that you could give us your speech. You are a creepy porcelain baby doll, running for a position in a brand new cover of the Monster Mash song. 
right. <clears throat> Hello, fellow monsters. Mm -hmm. It's your. <coughs> yeah, oh, I knew geez. that voice was unsustainable. <laughs> Shut your damn trap. All right. <clears throat> Hello, fellow monsters. It's your favorite creepy porcelain doll, Mistress Missy, from the Mistress Missy movies that all went straight to DVD. Now, this week, we all know that we are voting on which creature will get a verse in the Monster Mash song. And I think it should be me because, well, why don't we just play the track and let the music speak for itself? It'll play in a second. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes came across a terrible fright. Mistress Missy, the scary little doll, came up with a knife and chopped off my balls and did the mash. Okay, I should clarify one thing. I just I'll stop playing. Stop, motherfucker. Oh, Mistress Missy. What the fuck is going on? Because as you probably all know from the Mistress Missy movies, chopping off balls is kind of my main move. Remember in the Mistress Missy, in Mistress no. Missy Takes Manhattan, I chopped off Mayor Bloomberg's balls and I got the key to the city? Now, you may not like hearing about chopping off balls, no. but if everybody could just remember for one second, my uncle is Chucky, okay? And he's done a lot for the community. And I think it would really mean a lot for him if his niece got to be on the Monster Mash song. But I don't, I, I, don't worry, I have other verses okay. if the music will actually work. So here we go. Uh, uh. Oh, my, oh, oh, this is so difficult. <laughs> What the fuck? Here we go. Okay. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came to hang in the halls. Mistress Missy took some lawn shears and chopped off their walls. Because if you if you don't remember, like I said, yes. chopping off balls is kind of my main thing I do. Uh, I did it in Mistress Missy Saves Christmas when I chopped off Jack Frost's balls to uh, save Christmas. Now, just a reminder, if you don't like my verse, remember, Chucky is my uncle. And I think a lot of us wouldn't really be where we are if it weren't for Chucky, right? Looking at you, Annabelle. Anyway. I don't want to rest on my family's legacy, so I'll just let the lyrics speak for themselves, okay? And I'm not gonna try to get to the bridge part of the music because it's been annoying. So here's the bridge. Oh, the zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, but not Wolfman's balls because I chopped them off and ate them. Look, chopping off balls. <laughs> is my thing. Remember in Scooby-Doo meets Mistress Missy when I chopped off Creeper's balls and juggled them long enough to raise the money to save the circus? And please don't forget everybody, Chucky is my uncle. 
He's got a bride to take care of and a seed to take care of and honestly a cult to take care of. So uh, vote for me or else I'll come chop up all your balls. Yeah. Thought that might be the case. <laughs> no, no, no. There'll be no applause for chopping off balls. What the heck? <laughs> no applause for chopping off balls, Eric. I, I got I gotta stand for something. I'm gonna woo. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Thank you, Eric. So good. Uh, segment four. Two more guys. Two more segments. We got two more shows. Uh, no pressure. No pressure. Uh, segment four. It's pseudo farmicles. You hear it every year. Somebody heard somewhere that someone knows somebody else who's pretty sure they saw a story about this guy in the neighborhood who spikes all the kitties' candy with drugs or razor blades or drug-laced razor blades. Anyway, that's how we're trying... Oh, yeah, that's, that's how we're tying this prompt to Halloween, too. Almost as much as we love knocking on strangers' doors, begging for candy, we also love drugs, be they over-the-counter or from under a dingy trench coat. So in Pseudopharmacles, we have three new mind and body altering pills, sprays, salves, or smokes hitting the markets and the streets. And it's up for you, up to you to tell us what they are and what they do. Eric, back to you again. Sorry. Yes. I know the serpentine is, is, is tough on the, the doubles. Um, Eric, yeah. let's, hear, uh, let's hear about your new drug, jack-o'-lantern candles. All right. I don't know. Cut. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the inside of a, a poppin' party. Oh, Whoa, Clarissa, JT just got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. Clarissa, what's wrong? Just go talk to him. I can't, Jessica. I don't have a burnt mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, your mouth's not burnt? No, it's actually never been burnt. I can't go up to JT with an unburnt mouth. I might as well just head home. Yeah, honestly, you should. Is an unburnt mouth preventing you from doing what you want? Scruffy and I love to hit the dog park, but I'm not going with an unburnt mouth. Are you afraid to go out in public? For fear of people noticing your unburnt mouth? Mm -hmm. I love to ride bikes with my wife, but I can't take people staring at my unburnt mouth. Well, there's a solution. <laughs> They're called jack-o'-lantern candles. Mm -hmm. They're easy to use, small enough to fit in your mouth, and best of all, you don't need a professional physician. Physician. <laughs> to <laughs> You don't need a professional physician to light them. Mm -hmm. Simply take the advanced wick technology, light it on fire, and place it in your mouth. You should start to see results of a burnt mouth within 24 to 48 hours. In some special cases, some patients have reported having a burnt mouth almost immediately. So you can go back to living your life with jack-o'-lantern candles. Hey, honey, do you want to ride bikes? Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> Jack-o'-lantern candles should not be used by anybody that uses an ACE inhibitor or by anybody that ever wants to taste again. Oh, hey, Scruffy. Okay, right. oh, oh. Hey, Scruffy, you ready to hit the dog park? Park, park! 
ask your doctor if sticking a burning candle in your mouth is right for you. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to living your life, say, yes, we candle with jack-o'-lantern candles. Oh, hey, Clarissa, you look different. I know I do. <laughs> hey, jack-o'-lantern candles. Your mouth may not be burnt, but that doesn't mean jack. Jack o' lantern candles. Wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. The tagline. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> wasn't expecting it to go quite so literal. Just putting <laughs> putting fire in your mouth. All right, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, I did say there were there were candles, so yeah. But it could, it could mean anything. But it meant literally putting fire in your mouth. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. So good. I was wondering if we were going to get uh, stick puppets, and we did. <laughs> can always be counted on. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Michelle, hi there. Hey. Hey. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. These are all. The, these are all. You're going to get the theme. You still surprised I'm here every time. No. No, I, I know. Oh, uh, no, I keep go the, ahead. Tell me the prompt. Uh, I, I was gonna. Uh, (laughs) Michelle, hey, let's hear about your new drug, Eye of Newt. That's right. Eye of Newt is a fun Sally Hansen brand eye mask um, slash aromatherapy eye mask that they have that's seasonal now. Um, So it has in it, it works very well, it's eye cream mask. So, you know, it's in this little pot. Um And it has aromatherapy oils like frankincense, fur, real dirt, um, clay, moss, uh, and it transports you. The smell of it just like smells so good. It transports Mm -hmm. you to the riverbeds where um, newts, you know, like newts inhabit. So it's like a newt's natural habitat. (laughs) That's what you smell, but it smells like like a good fresh day, not like, you know, like a sad, soggy day. And... um, (laughs) The material, so like the extra eye mask that you can put on, yeah. like the, it, it's got these little beads in it. It's really nice. Um, it the material of it though, it's this nice soft suede, but it looks like what the body of a dried newt looks like um, because it, they wanted Sally Hansen really wanted it to be like very authentic to old witchcraft. <laughs> and sure. um, mistakenly, I have newt. When you think about I have newt, you think like of an old witch just throwing an eye into the cauldron, but no, like it was the entire newt that they would. Mm. Um, dehydrate mm. and then throw the whole new into the cauldron to make okay. potions and stuff. Mm. Um, so the eye mask that you put on top of the eye cream mask yeah. um, is an homage to that. That's all. It's just this fun little like <laughs> Easter egg within the Sally Hansen brand um, <laughs> merchandising. Um, and it's actually really cheap. So it's five ninety nine, mm. which is like what? How are they making this? Probably with real newts. And um, it works really well, though, especially if you put the, the cream and the mask into the freezer. really helps cool your eyes. Um, and you can put it into the freezer one, up to one, one to 24 hours before use. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's sold at um, Rite Aid only. So oh, you have to okay. go to Rite Aid. Well, yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not everybody has one in the neighborhood. Um, yeah, I, enjoy, <laughs> I enjoyed watching that uh, resonate with exactly half of the audience. 
<laughs> Half of them really understood what was going on. The other two, well, all right. You that's should try it, though, even if you have checked out. Really cold <laughs> eye cream feels really nice. Very relaxing. We all need a little moment sure. of our, with ourselves. You know? yeah. Oh, we're going to start the 8 o'clock so late. Uh, Welcome. <laughs> Molly, hi there. Hello. Hi, how are you? Uh, let's well, wrap since up. Since we last talked, I'm great. <laughs> Let... Why are you asking how are how am I? I'm just checking in. <laughs> I'm just just checking how back in. With you? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing okay. so good. Uh, Sorry, Molly, just... let's. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> what's what's weird? What's going on? So you asked how I was doing. Oh. No. It's like this is not the top of the show. <laughs> I like to make. A little bit of a check-in, you know, 50 minutes into <laughs> into things. Just make sure everything's still going fine. Molly, let's Sorry. get us out of uh, segment four. I didn't okay. realize uh, you guys don't work together on your prompts. I didn't realize how your your two could could tie together. Um, uh, what with Eric's uh, jack-o'-lantern candles uh, <laughs> being uh, mouth-burning. Uh, Molly, let's hear your new drug, Wax Lips. All right. Can I get a coffee, please, with extra shots of espresso? No problem. Wow, Mary, going hard on the caffeine today. Yes, Connie, I need it. My husband, Greg Gary, and I were up late last night, you know, having marital sex. Wow, I would say congratulations, but you look conflicted, Mary. I am Connie. While I love my nice husband, Greg Gary, and I love having marital sex with him, when he goes down on me, he always uses a lot of tea. He's a vag chewer, Mary? Yes, Connie. Unfortunately, he shreds my downstairs like pulled pork. I've tried to talk to him, but he always just feels really attacked and cries. I don't know what to do. I, do <laughs> I don't want to make my nice husband cry, but I also can't keep walking around with a painful case of crispy prosciutto in my pants. You're not alone, Mary. In fact, my nice husband, Timothy, will also perform Chewalingus. Chewalingus, haha, that is very funny, Connie. Thank you, Mary, I agree. But let, <laughs> let me let you in on a little secret. It's called Wax Lips, inspiring piano music. Wax Lips were originally designed for awkward people on Halloween to chew on for a few hours and then throw away. But the new and improved Wax Lips are now designed for people who can't tell their partner to stop using teeth when they're in a real sensitive area. But Connie, yes, Mary? Well, Connie, doesn't your nice husband, Timothy, know the difference, you know, between your vag and the wax lips? No, Mary, he's just really preoccupied with doing a good job. But Connie, do you like it? Sure, Mary, it beats having my nether regions eaten like corn on the cob. Plus, I can just sit back and catch up on my Sue Grafton novels. I love Sue Grafton. Oh, yes, Connie. Sue Grafton is the best. But how do the wax lips work? Inspiring piano music. All you have to do is take the wax lips out of the packaging, turn them 90 degrees, and pop it in your cooch. Then sit back and relax knowing that your partner can confidently chomp away at your <laughs> confidently chomp away and your labias won't end up looking like restaurant-style salsa. It's that easy. Wow, Connie. Wax lips sound incredible. I'm going to go get a pair right now. Here's your hot coffee, miss. 
oops, I spilled it right on your vag. <laughs> you know what that, you know what could have prevented that, Mary? Wax lips. <laughs> Fuck you, Connie. <laughs> oh, shit. Got out of there quick. Uh, fucking Connie. Uh, took me, <laughs> took me longer than I'd like to admit, uh, to, to have uh, caught on to where that was going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a interesting. A, just uh, <laughs> it's it's from the it's from Glade. It's a uh, it's a plug-in. <laughs> you just <laughs> no. Well, they have butt plugs. You might as well, if you know yeah. your partner's chomping away, <laughs> you know, pop it's in some. A... Pop in a fakie, pop in a flipper, a, a clitter, I guess. <laughs> Is that a <laughs> chomping away a thing? Let's wrap this up with segment five. Oh, like this already hasn't been saucy enough. <laughs> it's erotic letters to the editor. If there's one thing that Halloween loves to do, it's give children diabetes. If there's two things that Halloween <laughs> loves to do, it's to over-sexualize the mundane. And what's more mundane than printed media? So in erotic letters to the editor, you're asked to write a steamy letter to the editor of these following real, cannot stress enough, real publications. Eric Barger, let's start off. Let's start the, let, let's start the finish. Um, let's hear your erotic letter to the editor of Cranes Today. All right. To the real editor of Cranes Today, Mr. Kristen, Christian Shelton. Mm -hmm. Dear Mr. Shelton, hello again. I hope you are having an excellent autumn. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is once again Bradley Cump. And as I do every month, I would like to inform you as to which cranes from your publication I found sexually attractive. Mm -hmm. As I have expressed in multiple letters, my partner Tippy and I are extremely religious and cannot look at pornography of any sort. However, the body maintains its urges, and we have taken to viewing various other publications that look similar to the form of human erotica. I first and foremost would like to thank you for taking the notes of my last letter into consideration. Let's dive in. I was excited to see the front page article and learn that Tadano had released a new 70-ton all-terrain. I was especially excited because the Tadano AC 4.070-2 gave me an erection. However, I turned the page and was disappointed to discover the new hydraulic gantry from Enerpack as my erection diminished by about 50%. But we were thrilled to see the AMCS DCS 61-S anti-collision system as it excited myself and my partner Tippy to the point that we both, both made white gel. Until, <laughs> until next month, Bradley Kump. Dear Mr. Kump, this is Christian Shelton, the editor of Cranes Today. While we appreciate your continued patronage, we would ask that you refrain from sending letters of this nature. Our goal at Cranes Today is to update the community on the latest advances in machinery. Any other positives are incidental. We've asked that you keep your private life private unless you have comments on the style or the functionality of the cranes that we spotlight. All the best, Christian Shelton. Dear Mr. Shelton, I apologize for the misunderstanding. You see, my partner Tippy and I are extremely religious and can't look at pornography of any sort. However, the body's urges remain, and we have taken to viewing your publication as cranes are the closest thing we can find to human erotica, but I will keep my comments related to style and functionality. 
The PK11002 SH hydraulic crane has a sleek look to it and brightens up any construction site. Its sleek design is what gave me three-fourths of an erection. The Lieber LR1100 seems to be the most functional crane of all, especially if that function was to excite my partner Tippy and I to the point of creating white gel. Until next month, Bradley Cump. Dear Mr. Cump, I do not know how you attained my home address, but please cease communication on this matter. Your personal activities are of no interest to me. And to be clear, I have not been taking your notes as to how to make hydraulic cranes more sexually appealing. Enjoy our publication however you see fit, but please stop writing me. Regards, Christian Shelton. Dear Mr. Shelton, I wanted to respect your wishes. However, your retaliation in this month's issue of Cranes Today crossed a line. If your goal was to prevent me from making white gel this month, you succeeded. The SUP61 looked nothing like genitals. And ironically, the Potane MDT219 self-erectors left me feeling quite flaccid. I apologize if I have offended, but please don't take this away from me. You see, my partner Tippy and I are extremely religious and cannot view pornography of any sort. However, the body's urges remain, and so we have taken to viewing cranes as they are the closest thing to human erotica without sinning. Please, Mr. Shelton, I beg you. Tippy and I are so full of gel. We just want it out. Please, yours in faith, Bradley Cump. Dear Mr. Kump, what is going on? Like 50 of these letters came bursting through my fireplace like the beginning of Harry Potter. Please, God, leave me alone. Oh, oh God, there's another package. What's in here? It's a, it's a, a doll? What is this? It's, oh, oh, my God, my balls, my balls. Chucky's my uncle. Oh, oh, oh. Eric. <laughs> I don't know. Eric grabbed his puppets really quickly for some reason. I don't Snatched know why. him up. <laughs> uh, bow. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Eric. Uh, I, <laughs> my puppets. My puppets. <laughs> this has been <laughs> quite an introduction to all of Eric's bodily gels. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes out the same consistency. That seems like high blood pressure. Or I'm not sure. I don't. Is that a when it's all? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Eric. So happy to have you again, as always. Hey, if people wanted to get more Eric James Barger the first in their lives, how would they go about it? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at it electric. It's like it's electric without the S. Uh, and I promise I, I have a series that I do yes. about what happens in the apartment after Molly goes to bed. Uh, and I promise it's not nearly as disgusting as everything that I said today. That was, uh, what's, what was the title? I can't remember. While, when she was, while she's, what? While she was sleeping. Yes. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's all the inanimate on the house. All the inanimate objects in the house talk to me, and <laughs> I have a bad time. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, as is having Eric around here whenever we can. Thank you, Eric. Good to Thank have you. you. Good to see you, uh, Michelle. Hey. Hi there. How are you? I'm um, great. See, I checked in with Michelle, and she didn't have a problem with it, Molly. Uh, <laughs> you didn't see my face. Oh no! Why are you trying to pit us against each other? Yeah, oh, that's all I have. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, Jesse, you should assuming that they would be friends. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Michelle, let's hear your erotic letter to the editor yes. of, again, actual magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emu today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I literally can't believe that they published this letter to the editor <laughs> in this the, the most recent mm-hmm. um, online magazine, but they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of scandalous that this is like in bold. The title of this letter is just your article ma- magazine. The article in your magazine published in August made me come. That's very straightforward. Uh, and then they can they proceed to post the entire letter, and it just says, "Dear Ernest D, who is the factually the actual editor from Emu Today and Tomorrow." Good. Um, Dear Ernest D, I can't let this be my secret any longer. Your August issue of Emu Today and Tomorrow had to be the most invigorating account of the day-to-day structure of an emu-only sanctuary. From the cover image that was chosen of the fierce feminist pack of male and female emus seemingly strutting their stuff towards the reader, me, to the cheeky letter to the editor from Dina, the retired ornithologist, now sensational emu rescue director and educator. I have to start with your cover because That is where my ascent into physical and emotional nirvana began. This is real that someone wrote this. Um, The emus, the emus would have been enough um, to entice anyone walking by the shelf to pick up your magazine. But Dina and her pack of blue Aussie cattle dogs nearly knocked me off my feet. I was slipping, so I found a safe place to sit. My fingers knew to flip to about a third into your magazine to find my first stop in every issue I read of Emu Today and Tomorrow. It's the emotional, the emotional tributes. It's a feature that has been a long-standing institution, and I think I think it's just as long as you've been a managing editor. I've often found your use of words to be seducing to a point of yearning, uh, and when I change the page, and I feel the need to change the page once I've drunk up your words. And I hope I have enough breath to keep my head down and finish the next. It's only when I notice that the cover image is back again. And this time, there are three women ornithologists with emus under a shaded grassy hillside. You can see that they're glistening with sweat. The emus, too. The sprinklers are on, and in the background, the setting sun is beaming through the water. Anyway... (laughs) I cried after, and I want you to know I love your magazine. I'll leave my phone number and address on another piece of paper in the envelope if you want to meet or need an intern who never stops thinking about large birds and the humans who take care of them in captivity. <laughs> Yours truly, uh, Burnett. Just says Burnett. There's no last name. I no. think her full name was probably on the other piece of paper that was in the envelope, but yeah. we only know about it. We don't know for sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Burnett. Yeah. <laughs> she cried after. Michelle. She did. <laughs> That's what it said. <laughs> Michelle. Oh, uh, thank you so much. How can people uh, get more Michelle Petro in their lives if that's something that if they that's really something want? Something that they want, they yeah. could um, try to find me on the internet. I'm pretty. It, you could. It's probably easy to do. Um, and you know, I I have a private Instagram, but that doesn't mean you know I. I 
I might recognize your face and not block you. <laughs> I might end up blocking you, but that's just the dice you roll. Um, Michelle all the time. That's my uh, Instagram name. But you can also catch me here in person on the second Saturday of every month doing Scene Kids. I mentioned that. Um, yeah, yeah. Really, that's, that's yeah. where you can find me. I tried to be anonymous. Mm. So it really is working out for uh, wanting to make people laugh. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's, that's been good. Um, <laughs> I don't have more to say. No, that's, that's fine. That's plenty. That's plenty. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Uh, Molly, before we get you to wrapping up this program, um, mm-hmm. how can people enjoy more Molly Doan outside of the very specific confines of this episode of the Stab program? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can find me online or I perform at, um, UCB Franklin, the third Tuesday of the month with mm-hmm. characters welcome. Um, and it's a character team. So people come out and do uh, solo characters every month and it's really, really fun. And the new UCB Franklin is really clean. <laughs> um, probably not for long, well, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's, um, yeah. So that's where you can find me. All right. Well, <laughs> great to have you as usual. Uh, Molly, you wound up with one that I've actually teased a couple times. Uh, <laughs> yes, I saw this and I was like, and why me? <laughs> one, it ties into the, the Halloween theme, and two, we just have to finally do it because it's almost been done several erotic letters in the past. I'll be the martyr. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Molly, let's hear your letter to the editor of Girls and Corpses Magazine. It's a thing. I did. Girls and Corpses Magazine is something that was a little scary to research because I thought my computer was going to get a virus. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Hi, my name is Devin, and I'm a corpse who likes to read pornographic magazines. I've been a longtime fan of your publication. Yes, the corpses are very sexy and very dead, and I like that as a corpse myself. Did you know, as a corpse, I have a permanent boner? That's right, I'm erect and ready to please myself all the time until eventually and unfortunately my penis will sadly break off of my body. So as you can imagine, your publication garners mass amounts of self-pleasure, wherein I spookily splooge out my rotting insides at my cock around the clock. As such a fan of your publication, I do feel it is my duty to let you know when something isn't working. And I'll tell you what you need to do, toots. Keep the corpses, get rid of the girls. As a corpse myself, I do not want to beat my moldy meat to living humans. I'm a corpse. That's weird. If I wanted to yank my dead hog off to living people, I'd be a ghost. That is what ghosts do. Like, it's strange for a corpse to be into having sex with an alive human. You know what I mean? Maybe for some reason. Maybe for some reason, but it's weird. Like... You think the demons... Whoa, I skipped a line. Okay, there we go. Maybe you are confusing demons with corpses Mm. because a lot of demons like having sex with humans for some reason. It's weird. Like, you'd think demon-on-demon sex would be really good because they're, like, magical, but then they go doink living beans. Weird. Anyway, 
I'm a corpse and I find other corpses attractive. Humans are more like a sandwich. Like you wouldn't want to fuck a sandwich. You'd want to eat the sandwich or stab it with a poison dagger. You know what I mean? So yeah, you got to scrap the living models ASAP or I may have to renounce my subscription to your publication. I mean, why do the living models all have such big boobs? They get in the way of the corpses. Just the other day, I was thumbing through an issue and giving myself a bony handy. Then I turned the page and I saw a fresh, alive boob, boob, and it killed my mood. I mean, these living models' breasts don't even have maggots. What is that all about? Corpses love maggots. They think they're very sexy. This is just disappointing. I hope this letter gets to the right place as I can't be the only corpse that likes to jerk off, but not to humans. Us corpses are people too, you know. We like to date and go bowling and come all over ourselves and clean it up just like everyone else. So please take this letter into consideration. I must keep it brief as my permanent boner is summoning me and I jay off with the same hand I write letters with. Sincerely, Devin Dookie, a.k.a. the Catacomb Custodian. Oh, of course. No! Of, course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, guys, wow. uh, the shows are usually this highbrow. Uh, <laughs> and that was Stab. Thanks for joining us tonight, and of course, a special thank you to our splendiferous panel, Eric Barger, Michelle Petro, and Molly Doan. Now, oh, you guys. Now, if you enjoyed tonight's episode of The Stab Show, and chances are pretty good you did, uh, you can get this and over 300 other episodes any old time you want. Be the podcast provider of your choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the Good Pods app. But if you'd like to catch a stab show as it happens, you can. All you have to do is know when it's 7 p.m. Pacific and either choose to come down to Stab Comedy Theater in person or tune into StabTV.com from the comfort of your own home. And there you are. And that's all we have for tonight, folks. So until next time, I've been your host, Jesse Jones. Wishing you season-specifically spooky to your likings. I don't know. Good night. God damn it, you two.